Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, December 8, 2017. And on today's report, I will be discussing the national budget due today, but now postponed until December 22nd. Congress is supposed to pass a budget for the new year by the end of each fiscal year, but they have been unable to do so for quite some time, choosing instead to operate on a series of continuing resolutions. This is very important to each of our lives for reasons we will see. The people we elect to oversee the nation's finances control even tiny aspects of our lives, for example, They tell me who I can hire and who I can fire. They tell me how much water I can have in my toilets, what lights I'm permitted to use in my home, how I can heat my home and cool my home. The point is, there are so many glaring problems on the backs of the American people, but our elected leaders will not deal with them except perhaps to make them worse. According to Federal Reserve Statistics, the United States government owes $20.4 trillion dollars and climbing every minute the 75-year shortfall of promises over actual ability to deliver on those promises is $210 trillion currently. That means that over the next 75 years, not including what's being added every year, the federal government has issued promises for $210 trillion more than it is capable of delivering our children and grandchildren. Future generations will owe more and more of their wages to tax if they are fortunate enough to have wages. In addition to the federal government, virtually every state and local government is head over heels in debt that cannot be paid. Private individuals have followed the government's example into debt slavery as well. One in ten individuals now has debt in the hands of a collection agency. I mentioned these things just to set the stage for what the government is doing to resolve its budget problems. Congress is divided, like the rest of the nation is divided, but the difference is that on most items in Congress, decisions are made by the majority. The Republicans now hold majorities in both houses, so they don't really need Democrat cooperation, but it seems that the minority party always has leverage if it has the courage and the will to use it. A couple of months ago, Congress was unable to pass a budget, so they passed a continuing resolution. Instead, that resolution provided funds to run the government until today. Now the Republicans have prepared a new continuing resolution to last until December 22nd, so the whole thing will have to be debated again in two weeks. If Congress doesn't pass a 2018 budget, By midnight, December 22nd, the federal government will have to theoretically shut down. That is, non-essential services will have to shut down. Most services, most agencies will be just fine. Some will be partially affected. The longer the impasse lasts, the more the services will be affected. National parks, payments to federal contractors, certain regulatory enforcement, visa processing, and other such things would be shut down. But the military, federal prisons, the war on drugs, etc., all that will be just fine. The last shutdown in October 2013 lasted just 17 days. Most of us survived that apocalypse just fine. 
laid off federal employees, received their back pay for not working. Social Security checks went out on time and TSA remained on the job. But still, one wonders why these intelligent people can't agree on how much more than they actually have should be borrowed and spent. Everybody on both sides of the aisle seems to want more guns, more bullets, more airplanes, more ships, and the people to operate them. Once they have them, they busy themselves creating world situations that require the federal government to use these things. They are willing to sacrifice a lot of things in order to purchase the items of war. The Democrats say they want fewer guns, though, fewer guns and more welfare. The Republicans want less welfare and more guns, but year after year, it all gets worse. Virtually all members of Congress agree on the basics, such as the need to redistribute the fruits of the labor of taxpaying Americans. Sometimes they can't agree exactly on whose voting base has the greater need and should therefore receive the greater reward, but generally speaking, they agree on these things. We can see then that our elected representatives agree on most things, so why can't they pass a budget? Well, for one thing, the minority always uses the budget and the desire for a budget as a bargaining chip against the majority. The biggest bargaining chip by far this budget season is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. What that really means is that Democrat demands for amnesty for a whole lot of illegals are actually holding up the budget. The Democrats say no DACA, no budget. It's just that simple. Some Democrats have said bluntly, no DACA, or as they call it, the DREAM Act, no budget. The United States is being held for a sort of ransom, i.e., you let us continue mass third world immigration and build our permanent voting majority or you won't have a budget. That is, of course, unethical, irresponsible, and unconstitutional, but nobody seems to care. President Trump promised to end DACA on his first day in office, which, in my opinion, was his most important and most damaging lie. If he had fulfilled his promise, DACA would be a memory now instead of just a cause of conflict and the proverbial camel's nose under the tent for amnesty purposes. The Democrats want to make this budget debate a forum on mass third world immigration, which they so desperately want to keep. They need mass third world immigration to build a permanent voting majority and also to change the makeup and the outlook of American society. President Trump says he wants to build his wall, but he needs 60 votes in the Senate to advance spending measures. So he would need eight Democrat votes in order to fund his wall. There is no way that's going to happen without some form of compromise, but perhaps something coming out of this budget debate will be that compromise. My prediction is a continuation of DACA, which is amnesty by another name, coupled with some form of slow amnesty across the board in return for a few meaningless immigration changes and a little money, but not enough money for the wall if the president really wants the wall as much as he said he did in his campaign. He could always just take the money from his black ops military funds. It's hard to reconcile mass third world immigration and the other very expensive requirements of a social welfare state. How is a nation supposed to provide welfare benefits to every third world person 
who wants to come and take advantage of it. We already have a completely divided country and divisions seem to be growing daily, that is to be expected, in a multicultural society, which is by definition more than one culture. Some cultures have no intention of blending in. They simply transport their culture to another location. The new cultures, alien to many Americans, must be fed, clothed, housed, and educated, but at whose expense? That is the real question. To be resolved in the budget debates, the finances of the nation are vulnerable currently to unanticipated events which would create emergency conditions, financially speaking, nuclear war in the Far East, for example. Never mind the nuclear part, just a big war in general, inflation, which can be very scary, potentially destructive. So the Fed would have to raise interest rates to fight it. A significant rise in interest rates would put serious pressure on the nation's ability to cover the increased interest expense within the budget. In other words, more money would have to be borrowed to cover the interest payments on all the other money that has been borrowed. So we'll have many issues that could cause negotiations to break down DACA, defense spending in general, funding for the wall, funding for more illegals, funding for Planned Parenthood, funding for Obamacare and many other vote-buying schemes as well as a few legitimate programs. Finally, folks, what's going to happen on Budget Day? I predict a settlement for DACA. Continuation, in other words, slow amnesty as well as temporary amnesty in return for a few meaningless concessions and budget agreement. You know what they say about temporary amnesty. There's nothing more permanent than temporary amnesty. What should happen? What should happen? If it's not permitted by the Constitution, then it's not funded. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.